This episode of Size Matters is brought to you by Macrobus. Have you found yourself far from home and don't know how you're going to get back? Are traditional taxi services too draining on the wallet and just not fun enough for the exorbitant costs? Don't worry, the Macrobus is on its way. Just give us a call and one of our specially trained Macrobus drivers will stomp on over and pick you up, literally. And once you board, nothing will get in your way, at least without getting flattened in the process. Need to get there faster? Try our new Macro Express fleet, built for speed to suit your needs, and composed entirely of only the fastest cheetahs. Reserve your spot today by calling toll-free at 1-866-MEGAPAW, or give us a squeak online at www.macroexpressbus.com. Macrobus. No matter how far you're going, your destination is only one step away. This week on Size Matters, Quandry and Kinson come together to discuss everyone's favorite waste of time, video games, and which ones do the best job of depicting macros, micros, a sense of scale, and of course, stomps and rampages. We also debut our macro, micro do's and don'ts to give those out there who may not be used to the concept yet some much needed advice. That tremor you feel is not an earthquake, it's just two friendly macros coming your way to discuss size matters. Hey everybody and welcome to Size Matters episode 4. Yay. It's Monday, August the 5th. Eight five. Yesterday was Bowser Day, apparently. Oh gosh! You know, I I, I was not informed. Yeah, actually, I, I I had seen that being written uh, and stuff on on FA for a few weeks, and actually didn't re- I didn't realize why yesterday was Bowser Day until uh, just just today, basically. World eight four. Eight four. Yeah, yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh! I never. I, you know, it's it's one of those things you just kind of have to say and say until it kind of clicks. <laughs> uh, uh, oh well. So how are you doing? Oh, oh uh, who are you? Wait, wait, who am I joined by? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Well, they call me Tripzilla. You always say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm Quandi Bashir. This is Kinson. Huh? I was just saying, I'm Quandi Bashir, your host. Ah. And Kinson is also here. Yes. Yes, I am. And I am stretching. Yeah. Sorry, neighbors. Your house. Sorry. Ugh. So how are you doing, Kinson? They might have to repair their garage. Um, I'm good. I'm just, I'm really sleepy, actually. Yeah, the just, just couple uh, nights. you know, uh, pulling the curtain behind a little bit. We are recording this a little later in the day than we normally would be um, because of somebody derping out yesterday. <laughs> Yay. Well, I kind of, you know, yesterday was not intended, but then also just when it comes to, like, my personal derpage. Like, I didn't sleep very well the past couple of nights, so I'm still oh. kind of sleepy. How, how much is not sleeping well for you? Uh, Well, a mega kitty needs at least eight hours of sleep a night, mm-hmm. and I only got, like, four or five. Yeah, that's about, that's so. four or five is what I get about every night. Warning! Caution! Beware! <laughs> there may be a extra gratuitous amount of derps this episode. I hope you enjoy. Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be hard to edit, isn't it? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and are you? Uh, so, so I hear also. You know, we we heard last week about you, uh, basically having a car run into your ankle. I heard that almost happened again. 
Uh, yeah. Um, although this time I was being safe, you know, rolling at a very much bigger height, comfortably just going along. And there's this car who was trying to turn, and it wasn't my fault this time, I promise. Promise it wasn't my fault this time. Sure it was. And he was trying to turn um, to make a light that he was about to miss. And I had the walk sign, so he had the green arrow, and he was trying to make it. So as soon as I stepped my paw onto the intersection, or rather, loomed over the intersection to take it up, he decided to be like, oh, I can beat that paw. Yeah, it's not going very fast. <laughs> and just, like, goes right underneath. I'm like, what the crap? I Cheetah paws are car magnets. Bye. Yeah, because the cars, they want revenge. <laughs> what did you ever do to them? Oh, oh, oh huh? right. Yeah. Well, they, all, yeah, all the, they're, they're all the pancakes. All kinds of they taste good, and they're fun, and they smoosh well, and yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I was just going to say, actually, you know, for those of you who may have missed last week's episode, either go back and listen to it, or uh, our good friend, yeah. friend of the show, Sylvan, actually wrote a little something-something uh, about hey, that. Did you ever get you? a chance to read that? I did. Oh, my gosh. Sylvan, I'm freaking out. When I first read it, I, I almost... Actually, no, I did. I did cry a little bit. I teared up because I'm like, it's so good. Like, Sylvan. <laughs> short, but you I'm know, yeah, short you uh, But yeah, if, uh, if you want to see that, uh, it's on Sylvan's FA page, furfinity.net slash user slash Sylvan. It is called Impact. It's only about a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred words. I think it's about a thousand. Oh, it's flash fiction, right? So it's it shouldn't it only be like five hundred since we were going through the whole. Like, I learned so much on episode two, because I didn't know what flash fictions were. So, I don't know. I thought it was 500 words, but yeah, around it's there. good. So, uh, <sighs> yeah, go ahead and check that good... out, and support, you know, a good macro writer by reading. I guess you're not really supporting him, but, you know, <laughs> go out there. Oh. And, yeah, so, other than that, everything's been going on pretty same as normal. Pretty lax. Pretty chill. <sighs> and oof. You know, it is kind of appropriate that uh, yesterday was, was Bowser Day because uh, that kind of ties into the first part of, of the first topic we're going to talk about today. And that was not planned at all, by the way. Yeah. It really was. Uh, I guess I should say now, if, if it isn't already obvious, we don't have a guest this week. Uh, m- not necessarily because of bad planning, just more because of lazy pandage, pandage, and uh, lazy, well, I, I can't really say lazy cheetah itch, but... Well, yeah, I'm hyperactive, yeah. but I'm lazy too. There's just sometimes go sometimes we're now. gonna have guests, sometimes we won't. Maybe sometimes we'll have more than one. It's all gonna just depend on on the flow and and how much work we actually want to end up doing this week. <laughs> if you call now at one eight hundred Mega Paw, you will instantly have a paw reach into your house and scoop you up to be a guest on the next show. Yes, just make sure. Well, okay, yeah, next show. I was gonna say I thought you were trying. The to Mega have Cheetah them, is standing by. I thought you were gonna try to have them call in for for this show. I'm like, well, we'll have to have a phone that calls oh. back in time. <laughs> I could go get them <laughs> during the break. But yes, our first topic uh, for this week, we were gonna talk about uh, something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, and that's macros in, and and micros, uh, growth and shrinking in video games. Yay! Because everyone loves video games. Uh, video games are just so awesome, aren't they? Yes, interactive movies is kind of what. I have always thought of them as, well, especially well, nowadays, since graphics are amazing. Interactive movies, that, that mm, you know, I, as someone who, who does appreciate the the art form of video games, I think calling them interactive <laughs> movies, you know, you think about all those really bad Sega CD games, that might be a little bit more before your time, but, but the, the full motion v- video games that the early 90s seemed to be full of, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it, I guess it, I it's just... when people are trying to just make them too, you know, cinematic and just ignore the gameplay. Uh, that's 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 where that whole interactive movie or, or whatever term in, kind of ends up coming from, and that just I shy away from that. Oh well, but like the way it um, comes across for me, like for example, like video games today, the graphics are so are getting so insane that you know, take a stompy movie like oh okay. I wanted this to happen for the longest time, but it never did, and I still want them to do it. The Godzilla Encounter movie better have it, dang it, please. I love you so much, whoever would make it, because, except Activision, please, please don't make it Activision. <laughs> but it's, um, I want to have a, go- a Godzilla stompy game, not just like a fighter or one where you can go out and destroy stuff. I want a free roam, role-playing Godzilla game, dang it, somehow, please. And the graphics, the interactive movie style, I guess, today... That's more along the lines of what I'm thinking, because you can't really have an 8-bit movie, except for Wreck-It Ralph. Still. Well, Scott Pilgrim. Okay, you never saw Scott Pilgrim, but that kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and whap me with something, because I it has have has a little bit of those 8-bit, 16-bit influences. Uh, but not macro. At least I don't think there's anything that's macro really in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen it. I don't need to, though. And I have to see Pacific Rim still, keeping the train going. You were supposed to see that like two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I have, I have. But you know, Godzilla. You know, money, speaking of, of 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 the big guy, he's been in a lot of video games. Yes. The most it's recent it. one looks like uh, Godzilla Unleashed. Godzilla Unleashed for the Wii. And there's two more. But I don't think they've been released yet. That's on the list here. Godzilla, <gasps> and maybe, or maybe they're just released in Japan. Uh, Godzilla oh. Daikaiju Battle Royale, and then Ooh, okay. Kaiju Combat, which I don't think has been released yet, has it? Kaiju Combat! Kaiju Combat's being made by, uh... Wait a minute, who is Kaiju Combat being made by? I know it's like, There, were, uh, there was a Kickstarter I campaign. I I know there yeah. was like a billion furs that were uh, going crazy over it, and I think it has yeah. some... Doesn't it have some furs in it? Uh, well, I know that, uh... Dun- uh was it Duncan? Turn... Was oh, uh, Duncan. Duncan. That's what I just Duncan. said. Duncan Root. Wait, you said? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Duncan's in there. Gosh. Big green You better guy. kick tail, but softly, as gentle macro. I don't, know. <laughs> um, I don't think Duncan's that gentle. Yeah, well, at least do good in the skirmish. Something. But, um, like, all the stompy games that I've seen, the ones that have macros in it, it seems to me, like, nowadays, they're all fighters. Like, what happened to the good old days? Like, I kind of mentioned this in the last episode. But it's like Donkey Kong 64, when you can hop into Chunky's barrel and get a little bit bigger and just go out and smoosh stuff and just completely free roam. Like, the days of those games are, like, it seems like they're over. And I don't want them to be. Well, I think, I think. They were so fun. I mean, I mean that's that's just like a very small part of that game, though. You know, it's, it's kind uh, of the same idea <laughs> of. No pun intended. Yeah. But it's the same idea of, like, in, you know, New Super Mario Brothers, where you have the Mega Mushroom. <laughs> You know, that, that's something you see fairly throughout the game, but you grow, like, what, Mario grows six or seven times his height, just stomps all of the bricks and pipes and, you know, Koopas and Goombas away. I have to say, back in, like, 20, was it 2011 that game came No, out? that's, like, first 2007. Time? Okay. Maybe 2008. Wow. Okay, well, when I first saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the biggest I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that's it's an old game. Really? <laughs> That's at least the first one, the one, the one for the DS. I mean, they've obviously made that game about five times now. 
Oh yeah, that's true. And it's for the Wii, so you can actually have it on a big screen TV. Well, yeah. I don't think those didn't have the, the the Mega Mushrooms though, did they? I know the, uh, I the first the Wii, Wii one didn't because it was a four-player game, and I guess you know having yeah. four, having having Mario and Luigi and two giant toads stomp around would probably just be too much. Your Wii would melt down into for a, a second. No can into handle. a little uh, little pile of, of white plastic goo. <laughs> CPU usage just go. Yeah. But that's what we do. I mean, macro furs are just furs, which means we ruin everything, but we just do it a lot more. Because we're bigger. <laughs> All the stomp. But, like, I don't know, what are some games that you can think about? Because... Well, probably the ones that are, are the sequences, at least in games, maybe not games that are totally themed around it, but, but one that really sticks out uh, for me is Psychonauts. Hey, Gogalore! Down here! Excuse me, were you talking to me? Ah, ow, my ears! I'm sorry. Ah, oh my god! Ah. Are you okay? There's two sequences, oh, one with sorry, the lungfish, where you're, you know, the lungfish is, is kind of huge towering over uh, Raz, and and then also where, where Raz <laughs> kind of goes into the lungfish's uh, psyche or whatever, his, 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 his mind, and then you know Raz is the uh, the towering giant and stomping throughout the the lung, lungfishopolis. Yes, yes. That that was one of those ones that you know that was probably before I maybe even became aware of my macro affinity when I played that game. Yeah, well, no, like you know what? Seven I played that saying. later, so I probably was was more aware of it. I played that probably in two thousand seven or so. That's kind of like what Sylvan was saying when he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm getting weird feelings from seeing this stuff. What's going on? This is cool." Well, I think I think at that time I kind of knew what the the feelings were, you know. I, mean, oh, okay. I was what twenty-two or twenty-three playing that game. All the feels. Yeah, um, but then also there's there's games like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, where the whole thing is yes. based around battling and and, and and well seeking first and then battling these these huge uh, monsters or, or monsters aren't even really the best term because they're, they're they're kind of just minding their own business until you come along yeah. with your bow and arrow and sword. And then you just you know you go all. Rambo on them, and then you were like, hey, I'm gonna take your stuff, or I'm gonna beat you because I have to to save my girl, and they're like, oh no, you're not gonna do that, stomp, 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 smoosh, and then you win, and... but it's fun to see, <laughs> I guess, because like, I only played the first couple minutes of it when I was over at your house, um, it was a hard game, I was just there for the stomps, basically, because I got stomped. <laughs> but that's one of those cases where, you know, the, the Colossuses, Colossi, I guess, are are furry you know you don't really see you see a lot of scaly giants like we talked about you see a lot of you know macro mm -hmm. micro human stuff uh and i guess there's the things like with the, with the donkey kong games you're talking about but besides that you know shadow of the colossus is, is one of those ones where it it could definitely be a an actual furry you know tribute for the most part oh yes see that's awesome because there needs to be like Someone somewhere out there needs to make... I might get into game design and try and make it myself, dang it. Because there needs to be a all-furry macro game. Like, I've... I know we will always see the big G. We always see Haley's and everywhere, like you said. Just one game. I mean, yeah, there can be Haley's in it, but just Mega Husky. Mega Cheetah. Mega Panda. Mega Tiger. Mega everything. Just, you know, Fox... Kangaroo. Well, I think we have, you know, there are several furries that are in the gaming industry, uh, but, 
but not necessarily ones that are influential enough to uh, to, to create a at least a high level game like that. Maybe something on the indie level, kind of like Kaiju Combat was with with Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo and all of that now. Yeah, I can't wait to actually play that game. Ooh. It's almost done, isn't it? Uh, I think. Did, well, their Kickstarter was just a couple of months ago. I doubt it's almost done. Okay, never mind then. Actually, was it? Uh, maybe maybe it was, it was like three or four months ago. I think I, okay. I was just on their Why? page. Um, huh. But yeah, games. You know, games. That's the thing about games. They take a lot of of time and yeah. money, even on the indie scale. You know, a game. It's, it's not a macro game, but but a game like Fez, which was basically made by a couple of guys, that took three or four years, probably longer <laughs> than that. You know, to go back to the actual concept page, concept days, uh-huh. times. But uh, that took you know three or four years to actually get produced. And even something, uh, you know, you, you see that in games like Braid and and other of those of those small games that don't have large budgets. They just, you know, they take a while. And hmm. so I don't think Kaiju Combat is is probably coming anytime soon. Okay. Well, I'll be here with bated breath. Bated on their page and seeing breath. if it actually says. Um, Sunstone Games is apparently the uh, developer behind it. Okay. They have original just, trading cards uh, and figures yeah. for scale. Yeah, well, we've been talking about macro games. I actually just thought of an example of a game where you pick, I think it's, if not the entire game, a portion of the game uh, where you're playing as a micro person. And correct me if I'm wrong, I remember seeing previews of it, so I think it's right, but the game Catherine, aren't you small... Tiny scampering about one part of that game. Uh, yeah, I only played probably a couple hours of that game. Yeah, Catherine. I mean, I mean, the first part of it takes place in what is effectively, you know, real world. I guess Japan. Uh, but then in you know when when the main character goes to sleep, there's a dream a dream type world where he yeah. there's always there's bosses at the end and he is. Uh, you know, a lot of, like those bosses would be like a, I think there's one that's like a giant baby uh, because it's yeah. apparently supposed to uh, reflect his fear of of having kids, and I think there's other oh. giant kind of monsters that he has to avoid. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay is so boring in those okay. parts because it's, it's it's a block climbing puzzle. You're 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 you know you're not yeah. you're just jumping around blocks and. Okay. It, it, that was that's that. one of those games that I, I really wanted to like because I the, the it's from the team that made Persona Persona Four uh, yeah. and Persona Three mm-hmm. and Persona Four is my favorite game of all time. I I adore that game. I I love it on so many different <laughs> levels and to see that team then go in and make Catherine, which has a lot of similar elements that I like from Persona, but then it's just so just not interesting to play. You know, it made me sad. Nah, it's okay. I just brought it up because I remember uh, seeing either previews or game trailers or gameplay of a part where you are, like, you're completely tiny in a giant world. Was it... uh, The only thing other than that I can think of that that, that would be like would be when I think he gets stuck in one of the cat there's two Catherines, one with a C and one with a K, um, and then he's able to decide between. But he gets, like, stuck in one of their cleavages or something. I'm, I'm not... Yeah. Is is that what I you were thinking was, of? Yeah, I think it might be something like that. That may be another that reason why I didn't like that game is because you know it's a very much a a, a straight uh, heterosexual uh, romance or or, or situation, kind of I guess. Why I liked it. 
<laughs> well, you know, Persona 4, Persona 4 had that, but Persona 4 also had a character who, if not gay, at least was dealing with those thoughts. And, and that's one of those things you just don't see in Japanese games uh, too much. So uh, that's, I think, one reason why I really liked it. But the characters and the music and everything about that game was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, for... for like I said, my favorite game of all time. I, I will play that game. I, I have played it twice all the way through, and it's a 100-hour game. Um, <laughs> so you know, i probably play that through a third time in, in a year or two. I just finished it up a couple of months ago for the second time. Hmm. But that's not really a macro-micro game, although I guess there are some of the, the shadow bosses that are kind of big. But uh, when you're talking about micro, one game that, that kind of came to mind that it maybe doesn't involve... It, not per se macros or micros, but at least involves the idea of scale and of growth, uh, mm-hmm. is Katamari Damacy. Yes. Because in those games, you know, if you've never, if you've never played them, you probably don't follow games at all, uh, or you've never at least seen them played. Because Namco has run that series into the ground over the past seven or eight years. But the idea, mm-hmm. you know, of of having starting out with a little uh, Katamari ball and you know that that may be three feet or, or even in some stages a couple of inches big and you're rolling around in a you know in a bedroom uh, and trying to build that katamari up to to be bigger and bigger by having things stick to it have you ever and played you any of the katamari games uh nope i've just seen gameplay yeah <laughs> i've actually never sat down and played it and that's the thing is like they're all the same they made the game the same game about eight or nine times there's not much difference between them uh but no. you know you go to the point of, of being and, you know, starting really small, and then eventually, especially in the later stages, you're rolling around this huge ball that is, you know, not necessarily a kilometer, but I don't know if at any point it actually ever gets that big. It might get to, to be a kilometer or bigger. Huh. And, and so, like I said, it just plays with scale so so interestingly. Uh, and there are some scenes where you're you're, you're really tiny in a in a bedroom type environment uh, or, or you know, other type environment. So that's one of those things that kind of jumped to mind when you mentioned micro games. That's actually a game that it expands the boundaries of both tiny and freaking huge. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. what I'm saying. It kind of does pl- play with scale a lot. Very nice. See, there needs to be more games like that, but preferably ones that have paws and giant stompy things. What about weird huh? rainbow millipede-like things? Hmm? I'm thinking of Nobi Nobi Boy, which is uh, made by the same... Uh, guy who ori- made the original Katamari Damacy game, and that's uh-huh. one where you basically are this, it's not really a millipede because I guess you don't have that many legs, but it kind of like a, a, a worm that you can stretch and, and you eat things and you poop uh, poop out things and and you're trying to make your you're trying to okay. stretch out to be as long as you can and then report your length to, to girl, which is basically this uh-huh. mega worm in, in space that is trying to stretch to the moon and then to Mars and so on. Uh, huh, so, I have never heard of that game. <laughs> it was on the play. It's because you don't have a PlayStation Three. Or, uh, it, it was on the PlayStation Network. Uh, yeah. Came out maybe about four or five years ago. It, it's one of those really. It's a cheap game. It's it's not even really a game. It's more of just a toy. 
but it's weird. And <laughs> just like Katamari Damacy was weird. I don't think it caught on as as as, as well as Katamari did, but um, yeah. you know, definitely the least has the idea of, of size in it. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you are able to, uh, just off the top of your head, which uh, either game system or game maker do you think uh, has made the most efficient or amazing size, scale, stompy, whatever games for you? Like, if you had to pick a game studio or, like, a console or something, like, which one do you... Th what would you say did it for you? I guess. If that's a I, I don't know. I I can't really think of it in terms of of developer or of you know the the console because it seems like okay. it's relatively spread out. Um, yeah. I, let me think about that. Do you have an idea for for what you would say for that? Yeah. Um. Well, Rareware. Uh, yeah, I know I rare. sort of mentioned this in either episode. It was episode. It was a couple two, episodes believe, ago. But Rareware. Uh, the reason why. Um. I actually have a YouTube account uh, that has, um, I've actually made my own uh, stompy video, uh, stompy videos with like video games and stuff and other stuff. I've put audio to like Rexar's animations and yada yada blah. Um, but every single time I thought of like a video game, it was always Rareware. Like the first two I did was Donkey Kong 64 and then Banjo-Tooie and then like other ones. Because Rareware has this air about them. Like, even back in the day with the N64, they had, they for some reason were a little bit above, or a little bit ahead of the times when it comes to just, not just like gameplay, but like sounds, because, yeah, it, you go back and listen to it now, and it was like, oh, well, the sounds are kind of, you know, it's kind of poo. But then, back then, if you remember all the other games besides those, you're like, the sound is really good on this, because they actually use the, um... I can't remember what it's called. It's like an expansion thingy. It's like a red cartridge you put in the front of your N64. And it actually uh, went off the that. The expansion pack is what it was called. I don't know. Yeah, it, was it was the expansion pack. Yeah, I think it was a memory expansion pack, but they just called it the N64 expansion pack. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it was actually feeding off of that to have more power. Because it, um, like Donkey Kong 64, I've already gone over and just swooned over completely, but then Banjo-Tooie, and then other games that I could probably find and list, I just know those two specifically. Because in Banjo-Tooie, you are able to take control of a daddy T-Rex in um, Pterodactyland, and you're just able to go around everywhere, and just, you know, stomp, 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 and just, as a kid, like, ten years old, who has, you know, feelings of macro stuff. I used to play that for hours. Just that. Just that. I used to do that for hours. I would get to that part of the game and I'd be like, oh, I'll do the rest later. Stop, 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 stop. So, Rareware was definitely it for me. And then, like, when it comes to a console, anything Nintendo, I would say. Because Nintendo was kind of where it started, and then that's kind of where it kept going for me. Because even well, I mean, that's because uh, like, Nintendo owned Rare for up until yeah. about seven years ago or so. Yeah, poor Rareware. They're not even... They, they fell off the map, I think. Yeah, it's because Microsoft killed them. <laughs> Microsoft bought them and didn't no. know what to do with them, so they let them 
make was it grabbed by the ghoulies and then then they made a banjo game and no one bought it because <laughs> that's not the market that's on that, that that owns xboxes and then so microsoft was just like yeah. okay yeah we'll have you make avatars and that's all they've been doing is making avatar stuff for 360 oh i think they did make a connect no. game for the connect launch they made uh connect adventures i think uh, yeah, sad story, but but then at the same time, the people who are at Rare now are not the people who uh, you remember or, or who were important when when Rare was big back in the Nintendo oh, days. I just know they made amazing stompy games when I was. I do wish there was more, but they have a part of my heart of a big part of my heart unintended for nostalgia. That's why they're my fave. Have you come up with one yet? You see, that's the thing is like I I can't think of one specific manufacturer that has made more than one game, you know, other than I guess Namco with Katamari Damacy, but that's just because they've made the same game over and over. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. But I can't think of, of of one that would be that has a consistent type of of size play within Atari? their games. I mean, the closest I can maybe think of, and this is, is probably not even fair, but like Bethesda Games Game Studios, which is another oh. one of my favorite developers. <laughs> Actually, Oblivion and Fallout 3 and Skyrim all have some macro content in them, you know, in the stock game. You know, in, in the end of Oblivion, you have uh, Maiden's Dagon, the one of the Daedric princes, uh, who has come into Tamriel in the middle of, uh, oh, what's the city? Uh, the the capital, isn't it? Imperial city. Imperial. Yes, yeah, Cyrodiil. Yeah. Cyr well, Cyrodiil's the whole province, but um, in the middle of the Imperial city. He is standing about probably 50 feet tall, maybe 55, um, kind mm -hmm. of grinning down and stomping. And, and you know, this, this basically this guy who looks like Satan is, is uh, you know, coming and destroying uh, things. And you kind of have to run past him and not get stomped uh, to get into the temple. Oh, I, so I that, yeah, um, but but it, it's it's very, very small part of that game. Um, and I can't think of you know, that's that's a game. Well, very yeah. It, it happens at the very end of the main story, and I can't think of any other macro content in that game or micro stuff for that matter. Uh, and that's like a 200 hour. You know, there's 200 hours of content in that game, so it's hard to say that that is a big part of it. But and then in Fallout 3, you know, in the climax, you also have uh, the the huge robot that goes stomping through DC. Um, that, that you have that you've been kind of building towards and and that lets you get back into the uh, the Jefferson Memorial so you can do the thing you got to do there at the end but again that's four minutes five minutes tops of a hundred hour plus game <laughs> I, I would say the biggest part though uh, for me would, would be and this isn't even fair but in any of those games and I think the best one is in Skyrim uh, if yes. you play it on the PC yep developer I console was about to say something. tilde Player dot set scale ten. Nine. Question. <laughs> and then you have a giant Khajiit look looming over White Run. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they just take all the pictures. As well, it, it, I wish it was more playable like that. Obviously, you're breaking yeah. the game, so it's kind of not fair to, to... Yeah, you know what I wish, like, seriously? Like, there would be a mod for it where you could add in 
stomping effects and the ground breaking and the, the booms and the shakes and everything. I mean, because when you sit, when you size up and scale your character, it's just it's like he's floating because he's you know it's just the size. It's not anything else. So I kind of want there to be a mod where you can actually you know tweak it so that you're heavier and that you're not just heavier, you're a lot heavier. So you can completely break things. You can with each step. There's a thoom, there's a thud, there's an earthquake, there's groundbreaking, I don't know, like a mod. You would basically have to make a whole new engine for that. I, I don't think that <laughs> what you're doing... Yeah, the, yeah. The, it's not Game Gear anymore, but, but the engine that, that, that Skyrim uses is already on the verge of falling apart. <laughs> if you try to do yeah. something like that, you, you would just totally uh, destroy but, things. But, but I would hold together, I would hold it together, because I, I can... You know, big paws can hold a lot of stuff. Together, yeah, you'd have right? stomping, and then you would just be stomping into a a, a castle wall because your your scripting <laughs> got stuck. Break, break, break! Stomp, stomp. Now, here's one a thing that I've kind of been thinking about when you're talking about maybe more more you know, classic games or, or 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 people games that people are more familiar with. You you see a lot of in the furry fandom, obviously macro art of. Well, I mean, there's there's Star Fox, which that's more or less one guy um, who, who gets all that done, and then uh, you know you, you see Sonic characters and uh, involved in uh, macro art. Have I, I'm not familiar with Star Fox hardly at all from the games. I, I never played any of the games, uh, and mm -hmm. I played probably two thirds of the Sonic games. Uh, are any of those? Do any of those have any macro or micro content in them that you can think of? Uh, unfortunately, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Please. Be loving and don't, you know, don't lay gasp and throw stuff at us too much. Glomp us and, well, you can glomp us and pin us down under your paws and be like, you must play. But still, we haven't played it. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you because I have not played a whole lot of uh, Star Fox. I mean, the only kind um, of macro content in Sonic I can think of is Sonic Adventure, the first one for the Dreamcast. At the end, mm -hmm. you kind of are running, you know, after you, you've transitioned into Super Sonic and you're gold. Uh, you're you're running in trying to attack the giant chaos monster uh, that's ah, kind of attacking okay. the city. And well, yeah, I um I also know that uh, with Star Fox, there's a character, uh, Crystal, I believe. Don't kill me if I got that wrong. I believe Crystal is in the Star Fox universe. And Crystal is like, you know, if you take a poll of like ten furries, probably like maybe two or three of them might say that yeah, Crystal was one of the first. Uh, characters I ever saw or heard about that sort of led up to furry random because I've actually heard that a lot. It's like a common thing, like Crystal and Renamon and uh and then Fox and then Falco and a few others. Like that's kinda where it started. I think I think Sonic people, I is as far as video games go is like the other half of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And then also uh just there's like a whole bunch of other stuff too, but when it comes to Star Fox I wish there was. I mean, help us out, guys. I mean, you guys are a lot smarter than we are when it comes to things. So go ahead and, like, if you have any examples or there's anything macro out there when it comes to the original Star Fox games, please let us know. Because we'll, we'll look into it. And we will murder at it. So. Got a bunch of angry emails now coming in. <laughs> I broke my keyboard in half, stomping it, trying to type this to you. But... Like, when you were talking about uh, you sort of couldn't really think of a game studio, I'll throw an alley-oop out to you. What about Konami or Atari? Because 
Oh, actually, just Atari, pretty much, because Atari is responsible for all the Godzilla games, like Melee, Unleashed, and Save the Earth. Yeah, I never played any of those. Okay. Well, <laughs> now's the time to start. Because Atari is, um, Atari is in cahoots with Toho Inc., I believe, Toho Industries or something. That's who uh, makes Phillips, Godzilla, and the Godzilla games. So Atari is the medium they go through for the games. And they have all the Godzilla games, uh, like Melee Unleashed and uh, Save the Earth. And then Konami, I think it was Konami that did Asura's Wrath, right? No, that was Capcom. Capcom, okay. Oh my gosh, Derp, Capcom. I love you, Capcom. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's one well, of those things we, we probably should talk a little bit about, Asura's Wrath. Uh, I know we talked a bit about it a couple weeks ago, yes. but... You know, I want there to be a link in the description of like that one scene of Gongen Wizen being the size of freaking Earth and poking <laughs> Asura. Asura the traitor! Asura the destructor! You do not belong in this world! Yeah, sure. Cup, you know, pushing up against his finger, this finger yes. that is probably a mile wide, uh, if not more than that. that. <laughs> it's like the size of a state. I'm not joking. Yeah. It's like the size of Ohio, just the tip of his finger. It's it's brilliant. The size scale in Asura's Wrath is unlike anything I've ever seen. That's what I mean when I say interactive movie. By the way, I guess like that. Well, yeah, that's when one of those games that that, video, that probably ooh. does fit that, but in yes. a good way. Yeah, because Asura's Wrath. Easily one of the best games I've played recently. Easily one of the best games I've ever played. Because, gosh. I mean, yeah, some people can say, oh, it gets repetitive. But, you know, the size scale, not only is the size scale, if you're a, a macro lover like we all are, it's beautiful. It's not just once, not just twice. It's a lot. There's a lot of size scale from play in that. It's an, uh, an anime-based style well, game. Um, it's not anime. It's, it's, it's well, in the style of an anime. I mean, there's no yeah, anime style, that it's based off of. Right, but it's it's basically there's no holds bars like they go over the top kind of thing. So yeah, there's... it's it's a it's a completely ridiculous game. You know, it's one of those ones. It's so good. I, I think the developer <laughs> made Naruto uh, Naruto <laughs> games before, and they <clears throat> they basically taking all of the ridiculous stuff that can kind of happen in a Naruto game, and <laughs> then say, okay, let's dial this Screw up it. by about a factor of ten. We're gonna throw it on. <laughs> we're gonna you know throw it in the next ten levels. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make this as, as as insanely crazy as we can. And boy, did they do it. And boy, did I mer. <laughs> I mean, I wish... Okay, I have one thing to say. You probably already know it's coming. But I want it to be a furry game. Because, yeah, they're demigods. You want everything they're to people. be a furry. They're human-ish. Humanoid. So, make it furry. <laughs> I don't know. Make That's Gungan just, you're gonna be, you're, be like you're, a you're giant... I'm going uh, to record that and just... Put that into random parts of the podcast. Make it furry. Make it furry. Yes, please. Make it furry. Just do it. Make Put it furry. Because, um, like, Gong and Wizen being a huge, uh, well, could be a red panda, but I was thinking a regular, was, like, white and black panda. Real, real fat, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like, just panda paw that can grip the earth like a basketball. Urgh! Do it! Please. I think we just have to stick with art for that. 
Yeah. Oh well. But, you know, there is one um, game that we're kind of overlooking, yeah. based that that really we shouldn't be because of the name of our podcast. Do you, do you know what I'm talking uh -oh. about? Oh gosh. Uh. Ratchet and Clank size matters. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Now, did you ever play that? Unfortunately, no, uh, but did. now it's my life goal. I think I downloaded the I demo for it on PSP. I, I, it, it was one of those games that was originally released for the PSP that they also then, after the fact, released for the PlayStation 2. Okay. Um, so I, I guess you have both a place. I still have your memory stick for the PlayStation P, the PlayStation 4. Um, okay, you can actually, I was probably going to, I mean, you can send it to me. I was actually going to give it back. I'd probably get it from me later. Anyway. Um, so, there's another game I just thought of. I'm glad that the games are finally flowing in my derpy spotty green. Because, um, in Sly Cooper 3, you, when you talked about the PSP, it made me think of, oh, PS Vita, and then PS Go, and then, oh, look, new Sly game! I thought of Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper 3. Because <laughs> Sly Cooper 3, there's a part in the game, uh, and the Rumble Down Under, which is the second sequence of the game, where near the end, Carmelita gets uh, a dose of, is it Evil Mojo? I think it is. And she grows to be like 50 feet tall and she's running out and she's chasing after Sly. And it's a pretty nice scene, actually. It's kind, it's really linear, like you can't control the car you're driving and you can only shoot uh, tranquilizer darts back at her. But I mean, she breaks stuff and she gets stuff done and she stomps stuff with those gigantic boots. So, although I wish your paws Giant were showing. Boots. Yep. <laughs> I think I think I know several. I have several friends that would, several friends that would get into that. <laughs> With the boots. Yeah. Uh, my friend Bithor, like Bith, if you're listening, I know you would love that. If you don't already know about it, because Bith is a draggy who lacks his boot. So that's another game I just thought of too. And then also Super Smash Brothers Brawl. There's no macroness other than like the uh, Super Mushroom, but I still haven't figured out this out. There's a way you can actually. Not hack it, but sort of work around it so you can actually mushroom stack, quote-unquote. And, like, if you're in a practice or something, or, a, like, an actual round with someone, you can actually just keep absorbing super mushrooms and growing outside of the scale of the map. So, so like, imagine Lucario, like, one of his paws taking up the entire map, or the entire ring kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. It never zooms out, so you just see the paws, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, for you. <laughs> I, mean, I like paws, too, but... There's, there's, but, there's you know, it's a little bit of a tidbit. Uh... Yay, Hacksaws! So what is the earliest example, just, just like as far as earliest game that was made that you can think of that would have any kind of macro or micro content? Oh, gosh. Uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, for I... me, the earliest one I can oh. think of... And it depends on what you, how you define macro micro. Yeah. I mean, obviously well, with like, like Super Mario Brothers, what? Just like even a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Super Mario Brothers, you have like the mushrooms that you know you grow to Super Mario, you're twice as big. But I was kind of even specifically thinking about Super Mario Brothers three, uh, which is probably my second or third favorite game after Persona. Uh, that yeah. is, uh, you know, there's Giant World, uh, the World <gasps> Four. Oh gosh, which yes. The, you know, you have a Goomba now that instead of is, you know, probably half the size of my of Mario is four times as big, and 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 the the Koopas that 
you know, you, you could probably hide in the shell if, if it would let you. Huh, that's awesome! You, that's, wow. You've never played Super Mario Bros. 3? I have, but I've never, You've you never know. gotten to world. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Here's my leash. Take me away and have me play it. I'll lose sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... But yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3 is just... That. is. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but... Well, you I need to play that game. That is one of those people that those good games that if someone has not played, <laughs> they, you know, I am sacri I am sacrilege they, 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 to they, all they don't gamers. know video games as well as they should, I guess. Well, uh, that's now on my list because there's quite a few other games I need to play still. Because I'm a, you know, Super Mario Brothers Three should be dark. at the top of that list. Have you played the first Super Mario Brothers at least? Like, yes. Okay. Well, the, here's the thing: I've played them. I've played pretty much. Most of the old school ones, I just never got all the way through. Because I've never owned a Super Nintendo Entertainment. Well, that was... Or a <laughs> Nintendo yeah, that was Entertainment. On of course, I don't... You know, Not that I necessarily like to promote piracy, but you don't exactly have to own any of those. E oh. Even if you want to go legally, I mean, oh, okay. you have a Wii. You could, you could do it on the Wii. That's true. And I could... Well, I could get it on my 3DS. Do they have okay. it on the eShop? I, it's Chirpzilla. Yeah, Mario oh, Bros. Way, Super Mario Bros. Is... 3 is one of those games I try to play through at least once a year all the way through. And 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 I I know I can I could probably beat it in fifteen minutes maybe because of all the whistles, but I try to play huh. it to where you know, I don't use the whistles, I play through every level just to get the full experience. If you never played it before. Don't you wish you could do that? Like sometimes you just wish you could be like completely forgets what I played so I can play it all again and experience it again. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. For me, like, you just pretty much said the f one of the first examples, like, first ever with Super Mario. One of the first, like, personal for me is probably the first game I ever actually owned. I was nine years old, and my mom and dad got me and my twin brother uh, N64. And that was the first game system I've ever had, besides playing games on the PC. So but... young. Oh. <laughs> hey, I know. But... Uh, su uh, Super Mario 64 That's, was one of the first games I ever owned. You know, and I've played that game all the way through. I was trying to think if... Little Big Island. There is Little Big... Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that that, like, <gasps> that's totally a callback to Mario 3, because mm -hmm. I think in in Japan, uh, World 4 and Mario <laughs> 3 was called Little Big Island. Oh, cool, okay. Well, then there's Little Big Planet for uh, PS3. I've never played that. Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with... No, okay. I mean, well, you're 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 sock man or you're sack, sack, bag, sack boy, bag, sack boy, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, there's probably is macro micro content just because it's a game where you know the, the whole concept is user created content. So you know, there's millions of huh. levels out there. Probably someone did do something that's that's macro yes. micro themed. Yes, yes, yes. Like no one has really like we've not really. Had any examples like maybe a few like one or two? Because I know Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo Tooie for me were the best bets. Like there's never really been any games that's just put their giant paw down and been like, "This is a macro game. That's that." Because not even DK64 is that. Well, I think I think part. size matter. The Ratchet and Clank size matters game is, you know, it oh. is can can totally, you know, revolves really? around growth and shrinking. Yeah. Ooh. Really? It's just not a very good game from what I hear. I mean, it's, a, it's an okay Aww. game, but it's, you know. It, it's a PSP game that's trying to be like a PS2 game, and those never really ended up very well. 
Very good. Especially well, like, the PSP that just made me think there's a game called Inversion out there. Like, Inversion, you can shift gravity. Have a game where you can shift size. Because, mm? you know, you point... Again, Skyrim. Something at something. Developer's console. Well, Tilda. Well, yeah, Player but I'm talking about, like, scale. it's actually integrated in the engine. Because there's, <laughs> like, the game Inversion, the way you play the game, apparently you have the ability to shift gravity. So that's your that's your ability, or that's your power, or something. Like, there should be a game where you can just look at something or point a gun at, like, hey, be here it, let's borrow your shrink-slash-growth ray, put it into a game. Because you just point your gun at something, you can make it grow, point at yourself, make you grow, and that's how you solve puzzles, or do something. I, or that. That, that sounds like that, like there has been a game like that, though. But I you... know! Right. But why? Why examples fail us? Oh well, we'll probably, probably be sleeping see. tomorrow night, and I'll wake up at like three in the morning and be like calling you. I definitely <laughs> there, there are some, uh, some uh, one of the quests, one one of the hundreds of quests in uh, World of Warcraft involves a shrink ray. <laughs> oh really? Uh, pandemonium. Care, well, what? <laughs> Apparently, pandemonium. There's, there's a video game <laughs> called Pandemonium. It's with an E9A though, and it features a shrink ray power up. Ah, okay. Yeah. Apparently there was a weapon in uh, Black Ops in zombie mode that reduces zombie size for a short time. Yes, actually. Wow. Huh. I never actually played uh, all the way through the zombies. There's a lot of games you, I But that's all, all you ever through. played was, was zombie mode. Well, I played, I played multiplayer. And <laughs> zombies I, I, you know, is I multiplayer. Like I wish I could stomp the zombies. If I could stomp the zombies, I'd be a lot better. So I, I would never stop playing it. But, like, um, some other games that I just thought of, Rampage, like, at the macro party at AC, that was playing, like, um, a couple of us were playing that over on the TV, and then I think there was a remake of Rampage, too, wasn't there? Like, they redid it with, that wouldn't be the for the PS2, it'd be like, something. I know that there's another Rampage game out there, it might be for the GameCube. Uh, that's probably I'm not. I'm not game. very familiar with the Rampage series, unfortunately. Okay, well, it's like Rampage Total Destruction. I think that's what it might be called. I'm not sure. I know there's a Rampage 2 for the N64, but then there's also another Rampage game, I think, for the GameCube. So that was another game I thought of. Um, and Zelda, Majora's Mask. One of the masks uh, is called the Giant's Mask. And when you go to face the... Oh, gosh... Names and terms fail me right now, and I'm a Zelda nerd. Gosh, um, when you're in the part where you are fighting the giant sand serpent, and you have the giant's mask, you can put that on, and that's the only part in the game where it actually works, and you actually turn into a giant, and you are easily 20 times the size of uh, Kid Link. Like you're Kid Link, but you're like 20 times your size, and you're huge, and you get to fight sand serpent while being gigantic. It's fun, like amazing. And it even makes the doom, 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 like the huge, boomy, stompy sounds, too. Yay! And then... Apparently uh, there's a theatrical film adaptation of Rampage that was announced in November of 2011. What? I, I, I highly doubt that will ever be made. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh, it always gets so cool. So many video game movies just get optioned <laughs> well, and, and, and never get made. No. Video games just don't always translate very well. You know what I always thought would be cool? This is just kind of a really random thought, but it has to do with it. Me, like, Kenson, Chirpzilla, I want my own video game. 
Like, I really do. I would love to have my own video. Go ahead and commission it. Just, I hope you have. Yeah, I know, right? You know, like, at least a couple see, million dollars. That'll be ten million dollars, and that's the down payment. Then we'll need the other forty million when you can. And it depends on the scale. I mean, you know, if if you just wanted your own video game, I could make you a video game. It's not going to be very good or long, but. Well, no, I mean, like you know, like an actual. Make you a text adventure. Well, that that also kind of makes me think because I've had this thought before too, like. When Sylvan wrote that story for me, it really rekindled something inside because I'm like, wow, I would actually love to have a story like written about not just me, but like my life and then other friends, like my friends' lives just around, just like in a fiction or something. I, I want to be a main character in a story. And if I could have my dreams and, you know, he wasn't, wouldn't portray me as being dirty, I would love to have like Kyle Gold do it or something. I don't know. Like I would just ha love to have a, like an epic tale Old about my epic tale, I guess. I don't know. And then... You know, now's a good time to mention one. that uh, I just opened for commissions, for writing commissions. Yes! On, yes, uh, on, on, on furaffinity.net slash user slash Talon, D-A-H-L-Y-N. I need to commission you. <laughs> I need to. Going uh, fast! You gotta sign up now. No, I'm just I kidding. know, but money... I'm still recovering from you need to go things... Yeah, um... You need to go well, to MFF. I, huh? You need to go to MFF. Save your money. Well, yeah, well, I'm going off my change jar. Yes, exactly. Save your change. Which, by the way, yeah, I've been saving that for a little while, though, so it's a pocket change every now and then. Yeah, but so for a, you know, a 200-foot-tall cheetah, pocket change can end up being quite a lot, can it? Yes. Your, your pockets well, hold a lot Well, it depends on how big my pocket is. Yeah. Does the change grow with you, or do you just hold a lot more change? Oh, it's big money. <laughs> so I, I don't know either oh my gosh a silver dollar the size of silver dollar size of the empire state building here would like the empire that. state building is not a, a a round building but it'd be it'd be like it'd be as tall as how about like, the, how about how about the size of spaceship earth the big golf ball okay that that'll work and i could that's like, at least a, right a big a big thing that's round <laughs> <laughs> okay well, I just thought of this. Um, St. Louis Arch is a toe ring. Yeah, that's another Terran thing. Cougar actually did a piece of art about that. Or, uh, Cougar, if you're listening, I love your art and I want art from okay. So I guess that can kind of take us off of uh, talking about video games since we've talked about it for like 50 minutes now. And yes. uh, go on to exactly. our next segment. What, what would that be, Kenson? Ah, uh, macro do's and don'ts. The daily life of a macro is filled with lots of trials and tribulations, but also full of lots of fun, happy times and stompy times. This is the segment on what not to do and what is okay to do. Starting with... So what if, I, what if I'm a new macro and I don't know uh, the, the best way to... to uh, gosh. Fix your her. No. Look at yourself in a mirror. Okay, so what, sure so, so what if I'm a new macro and you know, I, I don't know how to, you know, be able to look at myself and, you know, obviously mirrors are going to be too small. Uh, and you know, how, how am I going to do that, Kenson? Well, there are a lot of uh, structures that the tinies have created that actually create a very good reflective surface. And there are also things that are naturally found, such as lakes on a nice sunny day. You can actually go and look at yourself in the reflection of a lake. However, what if it's raining? If you do want to. Hmm? What if it's raining? If it's raining, well, then that's when you'd probably have to go for one of those shiny reflective surfaces that the tinies have created and been so conveniently placed. So they're kind of, you know, dripping on the rainy do, days. 
Well, if you can grow and shrink, if you're able to adjust your size, you would be able to, of course, um, go accordingly with the size of the shiny reflecty thingy. However, if you can't control your size and you are really big, then I don't know. I'll probably, you know what? Send send me an email. I'll actually uh, I'll get out there. I will make you. A, I will give you a phone. I'll make it grow. It'll be an iPhone, so you can actually flip the camera around and see what you look like. So I feel your pain. But the do for that, if you are able to get to a skyscraper, would be to just look at yourself casually, make sure that there is no one within, you know, looking distance because inside because those. Uh, if you can see yourself and see the others inside, then that means they can see you. So if you're okay with showing your furry self in all your radiant glory, then that's okay. But if you're not so okay with that, I, would, I recommend pants. <laughs> Basically. So where does, one, where does a macro then end up finding those kind of things? Um, well, they are normally found in uh, what the tinies uh, call cities, quote-unquote. Also, they can be found in bigger towns and other various places. You should be able to spot them uh, not too not too hard, because if uh, you're strolling along and you happen to look off in the distance and you see, you know, some things that look a little bit taller than the other things around you, and they look to be, you know, straight up and down, or they have fancy stuff on them, or the top is pointy or something... Those are most likely those shiny reflective thingies that can offer that uh, service for you. So go ahead and stroll over that way. Uh, as a gentle macro, I recommend being careful. However, if you like to rampage, then go for gold. And then once you get there, do your business, be on your way, or stop and say hi to the local citizens if you would like. Uh, any other questions? So let's say I'm you know, a, a micro or, or someone of normal size, and I've just made friends with uh, a, mic a macro. What what kind of things do, if I'm going to invite them over, what kind of things do I need to do to prepare? Okay. Gosh. You have a pretty amazing house if you're able to fit a macro inside. Um, you did say you're a micro and you are wanting to fit a macro. Well, let's in, say yes. normal size. Okay, normal size? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you're, you know, Six foot, well, six footer. Okay. Depending on how big the macro is, I recommend if you do not want anything damaged that you move the soiree outdoors. However, if your companion is able to fit inside your doors, hopefully with not too much trouble, or if you have reinforced walls, or if you have a retractable roof, or if you have the ability to either punch in a few fancy schmancy buttons and make your house grow, or any other type of shrink or growth rate, then you can make your house grow. However, if you do not have that, I would recommend moving it outside. But a couple things to prepare. Uh, food. Make sure you have a lot of it. Or you just have uh, growth-enhanced food. How much food so do you think is going to be enough? Well, that truthfully varies on the size of your companion. Uh, someone, as an example, um, just as a flat basis, if there is... Someone who's able to fit in your house, and let's say, just go bare minimum, you don't have any of the fancy schmancy tech that you would need to house a macro. Let's say he's 15 feet tall, and he can fit in your front door by crawling through. The amount of food that you might need, um, I hope you saved up a few 
about a thousand dollars because he's gonna raid you. Uh, depends on how hungry he is. If he's anything like me, uh, he'll clean you completely out. So you know, you're talking like fifty pounds of like if you're gonna make a stew, like fifty pounds of potatoes or you know twenty bags of carrots. People still and then, eat like, stew. Yes, stew is good. Stew. Oh, yeah, well then I'll use chili then because chili's good. I actually, make chili all the time. But yay, Wendy's. But like, it's safe. You gotta make chili. Yeah, because Wendy's want... is just the epitome of chili. <laughs> Hey, Come on, I make you're, it every day. I made it this morning. You're in Ohio. If you're gonna say chili, there, there's one chili company you gotta mention. Okay, Skyline. There you go. Okay, <laughs> but I don't work for Skyline, so man. But well, once Wendy starts paying our our, our our podcast bills, then then you can start mentioning Wendy's on uh, on the show. <laughs> oh gosh, never sponsored, yay! But basically, if you're gonna invite a macro over, you want to have a lot of. Um, go ahead and ask ahead of time. The best thing to do is actually ask personally. Like, say, you know, how much do you typically gorge yourself with so that I can prepare? And are you willing to help me out financially? Because if you're going to clean me out, I would like some re uh, reimbursement. Um, then you don't think a, a macro sure... would be uh, offended at being singled out for that kind of thing? Um, I'm really not sure, actually. I would hope that he or she wouldn't be. Because, you know, not wanting to throw it into a harsh reality, but since we are, you know, not as small as the rest of you micros, you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, we should really accept that. So hopefully there would be no offense taken to that. And the preparations, of course, like, it'd be a two-way street, because you know, we don't want to completely ruin a micro's day. Because, I mean, they need to eat, too, and if we eat all their stuff, or end up eating them, that may be good, but, I don't know, maybe not. So, lots of food, you want to make sure you have stuff reinforced, like, everything, pretty much. You want warranties, renew all your warranties. Um, go ahead and let the neighbors know, too, uh, that there's going to be some commotion. Um, maybe have go them, ahead maybe and send them on a nice, you know, three-day weekend vacation or something like that. So yeah, that you have enough time to clean up the, the aftermath. Yeah. Um, yeah, depends on how much money you have. You could actually be like, you know, go ahead and take a nice trip. We'll see you in a weekend. And then hopefully you and your friend, if there's any damages, could clean it up by then. Um, but if you invite him over and he's able to fit inside, after you guys get done with a nice dinner or whatever, you guys are just relaxing. Some entertainment always proves to be, you know, a nice wind-down time. Uh, video games are always fun. However, macros sometimes have a little bit of trouble with the controllers, especially with micros. That's why you gotta get the original Xbox and that, that first controller <laughs> they made. The Duke. Yes! Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, but when it comes to controllers, there are companies out there that do make macro-sized controllers. So, you could ask your... Uh, friend if they have one and they could bring it over i think there's adapters for them too so they could actually plug it in and just play straight on the tiny console or if you want to get creative and you want to have a little bit safer environment say you don't want to break anything in your house afterwards you can actually just go outside and you have a projector projected on the screen or screen projected on the side of your house or depends on how big your friend is or can be might actually be able to curl up on his chest and play it from there. So, 
it's just up to you. Creat creativity is the key when it comes to that kind of stuff. So there's no right or wrong answer. Just make sure nothing really gets broken, and you're good. <laughs> Unless that's what you're going for. In which case, break everything. <laughs> but just be prepared to... Uh... <laughs> to to either be prepared. You know, be prepared for the fighting off the crowd that comes at you with pitchforks and yeah, fire once the macro and... is, has left because you're the yeah, one who invited them your... into town. Yeah, I would park your car on the street for like a couple doors down too. I would park. I would park my car in the next city over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know if you want to go on a walk afterwards too. I mean, you know, that's fun too. Just you know, mind your steps. So let's say that we have uh, someone who is uh, maybe a, a macro and a, and, a, and a micro who, you know, get, get involved in a relationship and end up uh, moving in together, whether they're, you know, that, where they're living together. What should they do to uh, you know, avoid you know, when, they're, when they're sleeping, avoid one of them getting crushed? Oh, my. Um, well, there are... Quite a few possibilities about the, uh, about solving this. In fact, there's, I believe, there's a separate market for this too, because this has actually become kind of an epidemic. Because back in the day, uh, macros and micros never really associated because it was traditional. I mean, macros with macros, micros with micros. Today, you're finding a lot more micro and macro uh, couples. So over the past, I don't know, a couple decades, people have been noticing. Macros and micros alike have been working together to ensure that there are no accidents, quote-unquote, that happen in a relationship like that, especially when it comes to something innocent, uh, such as just cuddling up and sleeping. Um, one of the prime examples is actually something that I believe it's sold in um, most uh, megamorphic retailers today. It's a tiny little hammock that actually can be suspended um, from the neck of the macro. And this is only if you know for 100% fact that you do not toss and turn. Even if you do, it's designed to actually swing back and forth. So it's actually kind of like a cradle thing, too. It's really cute. Um, so at that point, if you have that, um, and you know that your uh, you know, husband or wife is, you know not one to toss and turn, you could actually definitely invest in that. That keeps them nice and safe and tucked in and secure all night long. Um, however, if there are cases of you know, not so still sleeping, then that could also prove a problem. So there are other uh, types of remedies too. You could actually go out to the local store and buy uh, a temporary drink ray, or I believe there's actually a couple um, supplements that actually have been recently researched and they've actually been implemented now too you can actually go and it's like you know you go to take nyquil kind of thing if you really want to and you know you can't handle it and you can't uh, do the whole hammock thing or any of the other stuff that's out there if you drink this supplement it actually will keep you at a smaller size uh, i believe depending on the dosage it can shrink you amount of feet um you have to look into that a little more i could if you wanted to but, but doesn't that then kind of defeat the whole purpose of being in a relationship with with the, the difference like that? It could, um, but the different dosage definitely, it's it's a help. Because let's say 
you know, you're in a relationship with a hundred foot tall macro or something, and you're five feet tall. Of course, the house is going to be huge, all that stuff. But leaving might get a little bit dicey sometimes. So if you take a supplement like that, you would actually be able to shrink yourself down about easy twenty. Be a little bit more manageable. You about be about know, the I size. I think you still get easily crushed by a twenty foot tall macro if you're only five feet tall. That's why. Planning and talking about it is always one of the best strategies, too. It, there's not really a solid solution for everyone. I mean, kind of going on the lines of tradition, that's kind of the reason why macros and micros never really associated, but now... Yeah, it, but psh, you know, tradition. Who cares about tradition? Yeah, pff, well... <laughs> but it's like also, like, if you are blessed and gifted, like, I don't want to you know, single myself out or something, I guess. But since I actually have a protective barrier around myself that I can't hurt anybody, that would be the best case scenario. I'm not sure if there's anything out there that, you know, there might be. There might be a type of um, either a ray or a type of pill or something that could actually create that barrier. I'm not entirely certain. But when it comes to that, that would be the best case scenario. Because then you wouldn't have to worry about anything. You could just... Toss and turn all you want, cuddle, cuddle, snuggle, put them inside your sock, put them inside anything. They're just perfectly safe. The do's, uh, make sure you seek help if you need it. The don'ts, don't try to do it if you know you can't handle it, I guess. Yeah, one thing I'm surprised you didn't mention, what if you went the other way instead of having to shrink down, you know, grow so big that you can use the paw or the belly uh, as, as a bed? Ah, uh, see... Unfortunately, I never really think of this because, you know, I, I guess it's easier for me since I never hurt anybody. But when it comes to that, like if you did grow and you used your paw as a bed, I'm not really sure because you would have to kind of remain motionless. Like you would have to just like, I guess one of the things you could do is just be like a nap thing. Like you could let them take a nap on your paw and then you just keep constant watch. I'm not entirely sure what you could do in that situation, since I, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't know. But when it comes to being able to just lie and curl up on a bed, like a giant paw bed, as long as you trust uh, your better half, and as long as you know that you know that they will not hurt you and that you trust them, that's entirely up to you. Um, I do not want to be the one that actually makes the call on that because I, I truthfully can't. I'm not entirely experienced. Well, you really should start because I think we're going to try to get the. Uh, I think this will be a good segment for us to keep on doing. You know, ask ask a macro. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> well, shoot, I can answer all the questions or both of you us. Need to, you need to be like you know you need to be like uh, uh, uh not the, the dear Abby of of the macro world <laughs> where. You got you got to be more definitive okay. of the pro, of of your answers. Well then, dude, I will definitely do more research because <laughs> dear Abby darn. never did research. <laughs> well, you know, it's my first time. Give me a break. <laughs> you got to be more confident. Okay. Well, pfft. hey, my first time. Everyone isn't very good their first time. What I didn't give good advice. <laughs> it None was great was advice. Yay! <laughs> Just need to be more confident with it. Okay. Well, I'll do my Everyone research. Everyone tell Kenson what a good job he did. He gets a Yay! trophy. <laughs> Everyone gets a trophy. Lol. 
And also, I'm sleep deprived. Yeah, that probably doesn't help. <laughs> oh. Well, I think that can kind of wrap it up for that segment for now. The the ask a macro or macro do's and don'ts, whatever it ends up getting called. That was kind of an experimental thing. What was that? It was kind of an experimental thing. I like it, yeah. but next time will be better. Yeah, and and, and you know, write in uh, for questions for for what a macro can do or don't. Next time we do that, which it's not going to be next week yeah. that we do it, but we'll save them up and try to answer those as much as possible. But for yes. now, let's go ahead and start talking about our artist watch recommendations. You mean the Murr segment? <laughs> if you want to call as it that. As Big Dragonian said. You, you have an artist in mind, or a writer, or a musician, you know, anyone um, in the macro community that you would like to point out? Um, yes, because I don't think I have actually, you know, given a special shout out. I know I've mentioned him, but I haven't given a special shout out. Noms! <laughs> I love you, Noms. Oh my gosh. So picture this cute little draggy mutt who actually sometimes isn't so little. And picture him just coming out of absolutely nowhere, like kind of he did for me, and just becoming this really, really great artist. Seems like just, just within like a month. And it was like half a year ago? It was longer than a month. Well, it seemed like that for me. (laughs) But my time, you know, doesn't really mesh up with actual time. So it's chirpy time. But, um, like, it was like half a year ago, I think, that I actually uh, first started noticing his stuff. Like, I was watching him, I think. It was like probably about half a year. So... He just starts drawing stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really good. And then I keep seeing stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is even better. And he keeps doing more stuff, and I'm like, holy crap, how are you getting so good so fast? And his, it was like, you know, last month. I mean, I got to meet him finally and hang out with him at AC. I mean, we had such a blast. Holy crap. And his hair, oh my gosh. <laughs> he just, he's an all-around a complete and utter sweetheart. Because when I met him at AC, I was thinking, oh, well, you ever have that moment when you, unfortunately, you can get, like, an idea in your head of someone just by the way they type or something? Yeah. Not trying to say yeah. it was a bad thing. But, like, I got this idea that he's just like, oh, he's this edgy, raunchy style. I draw I draw stuff and I stomp around. Like, I did not picture a complete and utter sweetheart. Complete, like, just, I'm like, oh. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I've never met him, but if you if you see, he, yeah, he does have that kind of edgy side, yeah. I guess, to what he types on but, Twitter. But nothing and, and against NFA, that, though. He also absolutely has, nothing against that. He's also, you know, he is also a very, I guess, sweetheart is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Of course, now he's going to say that we're slandering him, and <laughs> no, no, loves, I love you. Because, like, I don't know. It just. I, I don't like coming up with that kind of stuff, and it wasn't intentional. Like, whenever I read text, for some reason, in my derpy brain, I end up developing, um, I think I know the way someone looks or is or something. I mean, I'm sure it's relatable across the board. But when I met him at AC, I wasn't, you know, terrified to meet Noms. I mean, yeah, he is big and stompy, but so nice, so cool. And, but when I met him, it was just like, oh my gosh, like... You're, you're noms? I love you so much! And, 
you know, I met him at EC, we got to hang out and all kinds of stuff, and then, you know, I did an art trade with him, I've been talking with him ever since I got back, I've been in uh, lots of his live streams, talked with him on Skype, texted, yada yada, I mean, he's helped me with art, he's given me tips, just like Pearn and Beharit and everyone, I mean... I just, I really, really appreciate you, Noms. I am so thankful that we're friends, that we got to meet, and that, gosh dang it, I can't wait to hang out with you again. Because, dang it, ugh. No, and, I, and, I wish and, I could go back and relive AC again. And the thing is, like, it's not just, I, I, a, lot of, a lot of what we, or, or what I wanted to try to do here when we spotlight is, is to talk about, you know, the art as well. I mean, obviously the person is, oh. he's a really good guy, but, right, right. you know, yes, his yes. art, I, I've always, yeah. it, it has a, I don't know the best way to describe it, but there is a confidence. Not even that. It's I just the, I find the way he draws is just it's incredibly to me it's unique because it's very I guess unique. I haven't seen it, it, yeah it, I haven't seen a whole lot of artists do it the way he does. But it's like I mean the way I describe it it is really I guess I just haven't seen a whole lot of artists you know do their thing because. The way he even starts his sketches, they're just really unique. Because when he first starts it, and he's doing a whole bunch of scribbles, and he's really loose with it, and he's just getting the idea. He starts out, and I'm like, I can't really see anything. And then he keeps going, and I'm like, holy crap, I see something. And then by the time he's done, I'm like, wow, did that get there? Because like, his method is incredibly unique, too. He's incredibly fun to watch live stream. Like, even if he doesn't have his mic on, he isn't talking. Just watching him work. I mean, he's great he's incredible fun you know and there's not really a time where he just isn't doing something he's kind of sort of everything that i love in an artist as well as a really good friend like holy crap i mean it's not not saying that i haven't met anyone that you know i don't like because yeah love you everybody. don't that's what i was about to say there's like no one that you don't <laughs> like but like i mean there's just there's something extra special there's something so much more there than just i don't want to say average but you know, the way he does things, the way he is, complete sweetheart, the way he just draws stuff for people just on a whim. You can definitely tell a nom sketch. Uh, yes. From... And he does have his own style, yeah. too. Yep. So It's very watercolor-y. Yeah. Actually. But I love it. Ugh. Well, you know, on Cause... that on that kind of same idea, the, the artist that I would like to profile, and I think I'm going to be keeping with my theme of, of mentioning someone that you do not watch and not know. Um, and I'm pulling up FA now. Uh, Konokono? K-O-N-O, K-O-N-O. Have you K-O-N-O. heard of Konokono? No, uh, unfortunately. I actually just just found found him in the past mm, two weeks. I think found his profile. Uh, but but yeah, he's he's kind of reminiscent a little bit of of maybe OO flamethrower style, where it is very uh, oh, okay. kind of uh, loose sketch, but. But it has a vividness to it, a life to it, that you just yes. don't see uh, in, in a lot of furry art. And, and honestly, you know, Noms is, is very similar as well. Uh, yes. But, but yeah, Kono Kono has a bunch of, of, of great macro micro art uh, that is, you know, some some more porny than others. I think he lists himself as a, as a prawn artist, you know, as a, instead of just an artist or whatever. But there's, there's dozens of, of examples of just really really nice looking art and i've never met the guy i don't know if he's uh i don't know what kind of person he is i'm not really trying to go off of that too much but it's definitely someone mm-hmm. who uh has just like noms has a style that is you know 
you know, pretty unique to them and, and will, uh, will, will do a really detailed artwork and, and, and their art's just fun. Uh, it, it, it's one of those ones that, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of detail to it. There's a lot of interesting little components in it. And, uh, I'm always impressed, even if it's just a picture, like his latest picture is of, of a, a hand, uh, a giant hand picking up a inch tall, tiny, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that you, there's not a lot to that picture, but the, what's there is so appealing that it, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's pleasant to look at. Yeah. Pleasing to the eyes and to the mer factor, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I would definitely uh, recommend going to check out uh, Kono Kono and Noms, both of them. Uh, and yeah. I think that uh, you, if you haven't watched them already, you will be glad that you did if you check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I'm a... Uh, I may or may not have just... Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yay! Mm-hmm. All right, so that... I'm hungry. Uh, then, I guess, brings us to... Discussing people that have written in, which mm-hmm. don't really have a lot <laughs> this week. I got a, t- a tweet mentioning us from uh, Arctrax on Twitter. Uh, t- mm-hmm. Listens to Size Matters Cast for the first time. Got to catch up to the latest one. Okay, wow, thanks to Size Matters Cast. I have a new band I like of Monsters and Men. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. We love Zentia. And I guess there's, we got a tweet also from uh, Keshi. Keshi? Yes. Cat. Uh, listen to the cast today. I'm not a micro or macro, but being friends with Kenson Shimobi puts me in a micro mood. Always wanted to be the little Aww. pocket kitty that tangles, seals your headphones. All the headphones are mine. <laughs> yes. He's so cute, but dang it. reason why my headphones are always mine. <laughs> And then uh, we have uh, a tweet also from Bart St. Bernard, uh, who says, Bark, bark, bark. Love the show, guys. Makes insomnia worth it late at night. Keep it going, dudes. That part is that this show probably causes me insomnia, at least on the nights I have to edit it. (laughs) I know. I'm sleep deprived. (laughs) But yeah, we did, uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier, did get some stuff in from Dragonian. Uh, He actually wrote uh, an email that, let me pull up here. about let's see a couple of a couple of topics they had here and these might turn into topics for a later episode but Most definitely. Uh, if you could change your size in real life only once but it's permanent ignoring the real life limitations that would make you unable to live if you were too big or too small like the square cube oh. law how big slash small would you be and why hmm well <laughs> that's one of those questions that I guess for me it depends if I am the only person changing size. I, I think that would we would have to assume that. I'm gonna go ahead and say it may surprise a lot of people. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say a nice, cool, chill fifty feet. Because at fifty feet I would still be able to associate with everyone. I would be able to go and do stuff like I wouldn't just be so tall or so big that, you know, I wouldn't be completely excluded from everything. But at the same time, I could still be big enough to do all the things that a big stompy macro could do. Like, you know, 
give my friends rides, places. I could definitely walk my own way a lot of places, especially local. Um, I could always hitch a ride on, you know, like Clifford the Big Red Dog, when you ever watch the intro, how he gets on the back of a trailer and they yeah. drive him. He's he's about, well, he's not 50 feet. I guess standing on, uh, if he was like bipedal, he would be, because on all fours, he's the size of a house, which is easily 20 feet. So at that size, if I was able to feralize, I mean, yeah, 50 feet would work for me a lot, because I wouldn't have to worry about being so big that I'd be lonely, <laughs> hopefully. What about you? Well, that's the thing is, if I was the only, if I knew for a fact that I'd be the only person that grow, that would grow, I would have a real hard time Fighting. going bigger. I mean, I'm gonna almost want to go smaller because mm-hmm. I do like having, I do like both being big as well as having people bigger, bigger than me, and knowing and that if I'm 50 feet tall or 100 or whatever the size is, that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't ever get to experience that. Uh, it, that when I had when I had the opportunity to, that would be a real tough decision. I would yeah, that's a dice roll. I would yeah. probably say though that just for safety's sake, I would go bigger, and probably because it'd be more fun, uh, okay. less opportunity for being abused. So I would, but I'm trying to think what size would be good. You know, I think that fifty feet just is a little you too have to small. Keep in mind, though. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind though, fifty feet is no joke. A lot of I think a lot of macros like whenever we hear the term fifty feet, oh pff, that's nothing. Uh go outside and look at your oak tree. That's only about thirty five. Add about fifteen onto they, they that. Don't that's have 50. trees in Texas, what are you thinking about? Well well fine, then go out to a light pole and look at that. That's about <laughs> twenty five. And then add another light pole on top of it. So fifty feet's no joke. Fifty feet's actually a good size. So that's why I guess I don't know. I I wouldn't want to go much bigger, but you know, you so, go, you so go all the big. I'm gonna get a little explicit, but this is an explicit podcast, so uh, my my line of thinking. I would like to be big enough that if I had a, a normal five foot or six foot size person, that I was, you know, having having intercourse with or whatever, that they would be able to basically wrap themselves completely around my you know around my equipment and 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 be it that long so that would probably put me in the realm of of 75 feet or so wouldn't you say yeah i guess so and actually if you put it proportions that's actually our heights next to each other in real life pretty much yeah (laughs) roughly yeah about about that so so i guess i guess we both kind of have a similar mindset there on that yay well, I'm forever short. That's also something I kind of uh, like thinking about. When I grow, like my proportions are still the same. So even when I'm gigantic, I'm still short. So, because <laughs> my proportions, I'm not, um, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm skinny. My paws are long, because feet of paws. But when it comes to like, my legs are long too, but you know, my torso is not. So when it comes to the whole proportions, like you have a much larger proportion as where I do not. So even say I'm 300 feet tall, if both of us were 300 feet tall, you would look taller, I guess, if we weren't side by side because of your proportions, I would still probably look kind of short because of my proportions. I don't know. I I think it's kind of like, like think about it. Um, like, Oh honey, I blew up the kid. I think is the movie, you know, the baby, it was like 50 feet tall. Yeah. 
but the proportions are still really short and stocky. So I guess as an extreme but example... But he still looks what... really, really big. Well, yeah, but I, I guess... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> uh, before right. you go on, I want to say, uh, this is actually meant to not just be asked to us. If you guys, like, we want you to think about it too, because thinking about macro stuff is all kinds of fun. I know Kieran, Kieran and I kind of do the same thing. Like, thinking about macro math. Like, how big would you have to be to do this or something? Like, take a golf swing at uh, Spaceship Earth. But, like, we want you guys to get in it, too. Like, if you guys think about it, you have an answer, you want to give it to us, email it. We'll share it on the next podcast. Well, then, hey, let me, let me, let's, let's ask a question, then, that, that we could have uh, people respond to that's from us. Okay, drum roll, please. My question is, if you were a macro... And you could only go to one city, and, and you were kind of stuck there. You, maybe that was the deal you had with the government, is that you, you could mm-hmm. go to one city, but you uh, you couldn't you know, go to any place else. They would, they would kind of lock you in. They put a collar on you that you couldn't get off. Yeah. They shocked you if you went outside a certain radius. What city, in, in anywhere in the world, what city would you go to and why? Oh, God. That question. Hmm. <laughs> Goodness. Like, do you want to answer this too, or do you want to just leave it up to the? Yeah, I think we can answer it. Yeah, the two of us can answer it. You go first, okay. since I since I uh, asked you. <laughs> well, I can go okay. first. Okay. Shoot. Well, I couldn't go anywhere else. Like, I was stuck there. Yes. As in, there's no suburbia. There's nothing. I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within the the metropolitan area, let's say. I think you might know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Not really, but. Just because of the size of it, Dallas-Fort Worth, because <laughs> it's huge. Like, it's like 100 miles. So, I mean, that's a well, big... But bigger place. metro areas. Yeah, but Dallas-Fort it's Worth also where you are. But what if I pick a different city? No. Aww, uh-huh. but I was counting on you not. No, 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 <laughs> we talked about it for weeks. <laughs> well, like, I would say that, and I, you know, uh, I want to say that, and I, you know, but... There's also where, you know, I live here in Ohio, and everyone's here too. So, I guess I'm going to go ahead and say final answer is might hurt, because, dang it, I can't go to Anthrocon. Um, it'll probably be Cincinnati, because Cincinnati's what? got a... What? Cincinnati? Well, that's where a lot of my friends are, and that's where a lot of familiar things are for me, uh. or... Me. Well, that's and the that's not exactly the, the, the point of the, conver- I mean, of, of the question. I mean, it's not so much. It, it's more about like. Well, then, okay. Can I? Can I? Can I have an addition? Can I have my family and everyone I know and love move with? Me? If if they want to, let's say okay. they can. Yes. Okay. Well, then, anywhere in the world. Hmm. I defer to the second half. Go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> I would probably say. I think this is one of those questions that we probably have to consider lots of things because you're thinking weather, you're thinking uh, climate, you're thinking what's around, you're thinking area, and also just what what would the what what kind of part of the city would be fun for being you know a macro in? Yeah. Uh, I was kind of thinking Tokyo, but then Tokyo Tokyo too. They would be like, no. We already have they, yeah, so they're, used to, they're used to it, though. <laughs> well, that's why I was also saying them, because they're used to it. Um, I, I would... Uh, but Tokyo's area is not really that big, though, I don't think. 
I mean, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big it's, city, but it's, it's, compared to other... I mean, if you can hit the whole metro area, the whole metro area is, is huge, yeah. I mean, it's okay. basically it's just urban for like 100 miles. Okay, they have fish there. I'd probably say Tokyo, but go ahead. I would probably say Washington, D.C. You tell. Because, A, you know, I, I love Washington, D.C. anyways. Assuming that I would be able to, to still shift size, assuming that the uh, restraints of the last oh. question don't apply here, I, ah. I, I do love the museums and, and all this stuff there. <laughs> but also there's lots of... You know, there's the Washington Monument and the Capitol and things that would be just fun to see from a see bigger perspective. Yeah. And you, you know, if you're, if you're a resident of DC who has uh, the ability to to change size, you could definitely get some influence in uh, in politics. <laughs> I could oh, maybe gosh. even run. Well, I guess if I was a resident of DC, I couldn't run for. Uh, uh, Congress or anything like that, but oh my gosh! <laughs> also, DC has same-sex marriage, so that's that's another plus to there. Um, you know, for me. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's my answer. Would be be watching. That's a really movie. interesting answer, actually. That's very nice. Well done. Yay! Because I I was kind of expecting. Um, plus, there's lots of fun stuff you know. can do with the Washington Monument. Yeah, it's just I. Goes over Kansas. There's so many. Choices. Um, see, I would want to like go to California or something because it's beautiful out there, and there's a lot of um, city space. And I guess and it also metro. kind of, you know, for you, you, you've not been to that many different places outside of Ohio, right? Well, I mean, I you've been to like, I guess now Pittsburgh and yeah, uh, Chicago. Chicago. I've been up there with the beers. Chicago's too cold. The beers, the pools. That's, I, that's why I would say that's why I would rule out Chicago for me. Is is that? Yeah, it, it basically rules out about four months of the year where I could uh -huh. be a macro because I would not want to be. Uh, yeah, in, well, that's why I, getting that wind off yeah. of Lake Michigan. Then. Here's the thing. I want to. Mm, I want to stay. Part of me wants to stay in America, but the other part's like, why not go out to the other parts of the world? Dang it! Because there's like there's Bahamas and Jamaica and. Cayman Islands and stuff. I mean, it'd be you an barely island. fit on granite. Cayman Islands. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But Vatican I mean, City. You know. Let's say that. No. <laughs> okay, just a city. Well, well Vat Vatican City island. is like as big as a like okay. town square. It's it's not big. Well, then I'm gonna go ahead and make a final verdict. I'm gonna go with La I'm gonna go with Los, Los Angeles. You wanna be in the movies? I guess so. Yeah. I was gonna say if, if you were. Yeah, you could probably yeah. do that if if you were L.A. resident. Well, Los Angeles. Um. Not only is it a place that I know there's a lot to do, first off, I actually know a couple furs that are out that way, too. I, guess uh, I believe week. there's a couple fur cons that are either in or nearby. I mean, I could probably coax some people to come over if it's not in. Well, LA. I think if you're a macro fur resident, I think <laughs> the fur cons can kind of come to you. <laughs> That's true. Aww. Yay. Is California fun? Oh my gosh! I, there I was know, actually uh, um, there's an idea for a commission I have. This is random, but it, it was sparked... Remember who said it? But basically, it was the idea. I think it was on Twitter, actually, wasn't it? It was between you, Starry, Startide, AD, and like a few others. I think if I'm guessing right. But it was like basically KensenCon, like curl up on giant cheetah chest, and it's just like there's an entire convention basically on me. I guess I don't know. I mean, idea. Uh, yeah, that was me. Something. Well, I don't remember what I said it on, but are you coming to KensenCon? Yeah, holding it on his chest. <laughs> that was you said that. But, like, I also think just as sort of a, a 
tweak to the question if I could. No tweaks. The question. No tweaks. What, what do you want? To, what well, do you want I'm, to I'm gonna say tweak anyway because I thought of it and I, I like it. So, but the tweak is, what if you could go elsewhere? You just couldn't grow, as in you could only grow there. Like you could only be macro where you have decided, and you know the caller. It's when you leave somewhere, you're just incapable. When you like say you want to go to Anthrocon, you can go to Anthrocon and be in Pittsburgh. You can't grow while you're there. You can only grow when you're back home. That's the tweak. I, I, I think that goes outside tweak. of the. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the limitations of the original question because it does. Okay. It it, it I'm makes go to the city of America. Difficult. The city of America. <laughs> but yeah, you pick Los Angeles, so we're just going to say Los Angeles. We don't need to talk about this anymore. But yeah, if you have any okay. que- answers to uh, either of those questions, either uh, what city would you want to, if you had to be in just one city as a macro uh, in, anywhere in the world, what city would it be and why? Uh, or if you could change your size in real life only once, but it was permanent, uh, what size would you be? Then go ahead and write us in. You can uh, tweet us at Size Matters Cast. You can send Kenson or myself a note on FA, or you can email us either at uh, mail at sizematterspodcast.com, or if for whatever reason, if that's not working, which I think I've heard for some people it's not, you can hmm. uh, email us at sizematterspodcast at gmail.com as well. Use on servers. Yes. Something, some, some kind of macro or micro got into the, uh, the email servers that we use and uh, it's a, taking all our it's messages a... away from us. It's a little bug. This tiny one. Squish. It's a tiny one. It's okay. But yeah, that uh, sounds like that brings the Size Matters podcast to a close. Yay! For, and uh, to go along April, for just... April. <laughs> for August. <laughs> stupid eight months. August 5th, 2013. Do you have anything uh, you want to say before you go, Kenson? Uh, yeah, just as a random uh, little observation. I love it going off the pun that was mentioned earlier uh, on Twitter, I think. It, it's interesting how this podcast is seeming to grow in length <laughs> each time we do it. Because now it's longer. See, I'm trying to cause... keep it to an hour and a half, but you keep on saying things that make us go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, well, I have a, I has a leash. Uh, I just like Zachron. What, what, Zachron has a collar, not a leash. Any last words you would like? Any last words, Panda Pie? I'm hungry. Eats all of the podcast Me too. listeners. Let's go get food. What? <laughs> okay. That's about it. Love you guys. Well, thank. Oh yeah, I got. I've got to close out the show, don't I? Ha! Oh. No, ha! thanks for listening. We don't know what and we're doing. we'll be back next week for another episode of Size Matters. See you then. Keep calm and stomp your paws. Bye, guys. Furry. <laughs>